so glad you could join us for mornings at YCVC today. We want to thank you for being a part of our online family and we hope that this message encourages you, blesses you and helps you grow in your walk with Him. So let's get into the Word. Uh, as Josiah read for us this morning, uh, Luke's telling of the Christmas story in chapter 2 begins with Caesar. Uh, in chapter 1 we've, we've had the... the, the uh, for telling of, of uh, the birth of Jesus to Mary and Joseph through angelic encounters. Uh, so they're, they're onto the story that something significant is happening here. But then we kind of jump to the natural for a moment in Luke chapter 2, and it begins with Caesar. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree with a sense this should be taken of the entire Roman world, which is a big part of the world if we know our history. And everyone went to their own town to register. And, and so this sets the scene for the story of the birth of Jesus. And it sets the scene for who in worldly terms is significant here. Caesar Augustus. He said jump and everyone in the entire Roman world, in the entire uh, world as they thought of it in those times, that if you're in, inside the Roman Empire, by this point you thought the Roman Empire was essentially the world and outside of it was the ends of the earth. Like strange places. And, and so Caesar said, jump, and everyone had to jump. Caesar issues a decree and everyone follows. This affected everyone. And so this is setting the scene that if you were to look from this at a human perspective, you would think that this is the guy that is important. Augustus Caesar, the emperor. And so Joseph and Mary went to Bethlehem. We're told in verse 4, So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth, where they lived in Galilee, to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. And so this decree from on high from Caesar affected everyone including Mary and Joseph. Joseph had to go to his ancestral home of Bethlehem and his wife who was heavily pregnant at the time had to go with him. And so the context of the Jesus birth story is into a moment in history where a government decree impacts everything about everybody's life. And so there's a connection point for us there. We don't have to travel to Bethlehem. For most of it, it's the opposite. We have to stay home and we might grumble about having to stay home, but I bet you we'd rather that than have to travel to Bethlehem plus or minus a donkey. Our youth groups debated whether is there a donkey or not. There's not in the Bible story, in the biblical stories of it. But yeah, there's probably a donkey maybe. But I bet yeah, we would rather our stay home decrees than our travel miles and miles heavily pregnant on a donkey decrees. I, I, I think we'd love that. But there's a connection point there for us in that we live in a time where things outside of our control and our decision making have impacted all of us. And they've impacted everybody on a big scale, but they've also impacted little 
individual personal stories and we've heard some of them this morning as we've shared oh what are you doing for Christmas and our own family's Christmas is impacted by the current circumstances the the plan we had last week is no longer the plan we have today and I'm sure that's true for many of us that this thing that's affected everyone also infects us each in individual ways and so Though I would never claim to be able to identify with what it means or feels like to be pregnant uh, or nine months pregnant or travelling on a donkey whilst pregnant uh, or having to travel to Bethlehem whilst pregnant or there being no room and having to give birth and put my, my newborn child in a, in a cattle trough or animal trough, I, I could never identify with that personally but there's a connection there for us in the story. Big, scary things out here are controlling our lives to a degree. And so I want to connect with two things in this Christmas story. It's, it's a familiar story. It's a, 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 a good story to remind ourselves with over and over again, and especially at Christmas. It's the story of the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. But I want to highlight two things relevant for us this year, and that is, firstly, that God is orchestrating through the ordinary. See, Mary and Joseph went to Bethlehem and there's something very significant about Bethlehem other than it was, was uh, Joseph's ancestral home. Uh, if we grab one verse from the Old Testament, Micah chapter 5, verse 2, it says, But you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are, far, sorry, uh, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. And so from this prophecy and others, those of the Jewish faith came to understand that the Messiah that was promised, the Saviour that was promised, must be born in Bethlehem. And this was prophesied at least five centuries before the birth of Jesus, that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. And so the decree of Caesar and the man that Mary was betrothed to be married in in what seemed like very non-spiritual circumstance, a a pagan emperor saying, you have to jump from here to where your family were born so that I can count you, so that I can think about how powerful I am, something that seems so antithetical to the birth of Jesus, the decree of Caesar and the, the, the man that Mary was, was betrothed to marry happened to have Bethlehem as his ancestral home. These things came together to put the birth of Jesus in Bethlehem. And so in the temporal, in the, in the natural, in the ordinary, the experience of Mary and Joseph would have been an experience of frustration. Caesar's decree came and they had to travel while it's pregnant. And I'm sure they would have had these thoughts. Can you believe that this is happening now? First off, Mary wasn't planning on being pregnant yet. That's that's part of Luke chapter 1. But can you believe that now on top of this pregnancy that I wasn't expecting? On top of this situation we're already dealing with, with people kind of saying things about me being pregnant before I officially married Joseph. On top of all of that, we've got to travel to Bethlehem. And then when we get there, there's no room 
available. On top of all of that, see, Mary is now away from home. Away from, because this is Joseph's family who come from Bethlehem. She's away, we could assume, from her own family support, her mother. And so in the natural, this is, this is challenge, this is frustration, this is annoying. This is like, last week we didn't have to wear a mask, this week we're meant to wear a mask. Last week we could go wherever we want. This week things are changing. Uh, This is frustrating in the natural. And yet, all of this frustrating, ordinary, annoying circumstances placed Mary right exactly where she was meant to be for what she was called to do. It placed her in Bethlehem to give birth to the Messiah. And so the Christmas story reminds us that as much as life seems chaotic, God has not lost a millimeter of his sovereignty. As much as Caesar may say this, And coronavirus might do that. They are not sovereign. God is sovereign. And his plans will prevail. Even when it seems like we're completely out of control. Even when it seems like there's stuff out there that impacts the in here of our lives. God is sovereign. And he orchestrates through the ordinary to place us right exactly where he needs us to be to fulfill his calling for us. And so the Christmas story, the the story of the birth of Emmanuel, of God becoming flesh, of living amongst us, of the Saviour being born to us, is one that reminds us that no matter how the ordinary, non-spiritual seeming circumstances may seem to be completely opposed to what God might want to do in this world, that God is still sovereign, orchestrating through the ordinary to place us right where we need to be for his calling. We need not fear the out there stuff. But this Christmas story is also and fundamentally a story of the supernatural inbreaking of the divine into the ordinary. The news cycle might not be much fun at the moment. So the Christmas story reminds us of good news, of great joy, of the divine breaking through, of supernatural showing up amongst the ordinary. In Luke chapter 2, verse 8, we're told, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. They had to work on Christmas Eve or on Christmas Day, doing ordinary things. One of my favourite little cartoons or memes that uh, I've seen this Christmas is the wise men giving gifts to Jesus uh, and saying, to be clear, these these gifts are for both your birthday and for Christmas. Um, So for anyone who has a a birthday close to Christmas, you can empathise with Jesus that he got combined gifts for, for birthday and Christmas. But they were good. Gold, frankincense and myrrh were expensive, so they were able to... 
But the shepherds were doing something very ordinary. And, and as much as we know how, how profound the birth of Jesus was, it was also something very ordinary. The birth of a child in the most, you know, to use the other sense of the word ordinary, in the most ordinary circumstances, as in Mary may have said, this is pretty ordinary. But in the midst of that ordinary, an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And so the Christmas story remains a story of good news, of great joy for all people. It is the story of a saviour being born. I love the juxtaposition of Jesus being born in the stable or in the animal part of the house and put in an animal trough, the, the, the least glorious presentation to the world we could imagine. And yet, this is the inbreaking of the divine into our world. This is God himself enfleshed among us. And so for me, it's almost like God, not to put myself in his place for a moment, which, you know, no one wants that, but had to let out a radiance of his glory somewhere. And so he kind of let that out on the hillside nearby to let somebody know that as humble and as ordinary as this looks, this is the divine glory of the eternal God breaking through into the natural. And so the radiance of the glory of God shone around on a hillside just outside of Bethlehem to some shepherds doing something ordinary that they had to do every day, part of their job. They said, this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. As humble as the birth of Jesus was, heaven had to celebrate because this moment was a moment to celebrate that God had entered into our world in flesh. God had orchestrated in the ordinary through the decrees of a pagan king, through the choices of who's going to marry who, to place Mary, right where she had to be to fulfill her calling. It reminds us that God is still at work doing the same kind of things in our life today. Orchestrating through the ordinary. But the birth of Jesus is also the breaking through of the divine, the extraordinary, the supernatural into that ordinary. And it reminds us that God is still at work doing that today. We need to remember 
that in the stable, when it looks ordinary, that there might be a, a host of angels out on a hillside, just outside of Yas, celebrating what's happening. It reminds us that the breaking through of the supernatural doesn't always look like that in that moment. But it reminds us that God is with us. That every moment, as ordinary as it may look and feel and seem, is a supernatural moment because God is with us. Because of this night that Christ was born. And so it's worthy of celebration. It is good news of great joy amidst the stuff of life. To remember that God is sovereign and God is with us. So I'm going to pray that as we go about the ordinary of Christmas Day, that this story would remind us, this true story, when I say story, I don't mean to put it in the context of myth or fable, it's, it's something that I believe in the very depths of my heart and in my mind intellectually occurred in history. And I pray that this story would remind us that God is at work in both the ordinary and the supernatural in our lives even today. So I'm going to pray and then our, our team are going to lead us in a song of celebration that we will join the angels on the hillside praising and singing glory to God in the highest. So Heavenly Father, we thank you for the, the greatest gift of all, Jesus Christ, the Saviour. We thank you that the story of his birth reminds us that you are at work in and through the ordinary, in and through things that seem separate to who you are. And so may we be reminded this Christmas that even through the things that don't seem like they could be from you, that you are orchestrating all things for your good purpose. <clears throat> Whether it's Caesar or premiers or viruses or political situations that you are still at work in and through the ordinary to orchestrate things according to your good purpose and plan for our lives. And may we also remember though and be reminded by the story of the birth of your son Jesus Christ that you are the God that broke through. That we don't just live in the ordinary, but we live in the ordinary in the presence of the divine. That God is with us. And so we pray that you would break through and continue to break through. Where there is sickness, we cry out for healing. Where there is poverty, we cry out for justice and for, for provision. Where there is broken relationships, we call out for healing and restoration and reconciliation. 
And so I pray that we would have our eyes open to see the breakthrough of the supernatural, of the divine into the ordinary. And may we be reminded in the midst of what seems like regular bad news that there remains, because of this day, good news of great joy for all people. So may we celebrate now the birth of our Saviour, Jesus Christ, together. In his name we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. As you head back into your week, we want to encourage you to stay in his word, stay in his love, and stay strong in your faith. Don't forget to keep up to date with what's happening via Facebook, Instagram, or via our website at ycbc.church. See you soon.